You know where to find them. It's your ex-girl and your next girl's favorite podcast. You crazy? I'm just going to stop talking. Tune in and get your mind blown. Enough said. Just call us when you're free. What they want for me, Shawty's never saw marital. Vowing that it'll come for me, comfort me with the holy book. Probably closer to falling one. Lucifer on my loosely. No, I ain't the only one. Preachers say I'm a Jezebel, thinking he might be right. Be having hellish thoughts. Rather you spend the night shooting for the climax, cause it feels like heaven's gates. So at least I'm seeing holy if I'm gambling with fate. Buddha says life is suffering and humans need some rest. Enjoying every pleasure, anticipating the stress, every test. Every What's up, everyone? This is E at it again with another session. Um, today I'm joined by. Actually, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Josh. Um, I'm glad to be on the show. I'm I'm looking forward to the conversation. It's going to be a real juicy one tonight. <laughs> I definitely do appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Not so. A little bit early, I guess, just to give them some background. We were just discussing essentially some aspects of the educational system in which, I mean, it's, it's a little outdated in the fact that students don't even learn, or at least for, for my education, um, I didn't learn how to file taxes. I didn't really understand the value of gaining assets or investing my money in property, knowing what assets are going to appreciate or depreciate over time. I feel like these are things that aren't discussed. And I know, Josh, you even mentioned that some people don't even know how to write out a check. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of funny. Um, when I went to school, I, I didn't get a finance course or a banking course until my last year in college. And I only went for two years. I was saying to myself in class, because I'm a bit of an entrepreneur. I'm not going to lie and say I'm worth all this money yet. I'm still in the beginning stages. You know, a lot of, of people course. are... are yeah, a lot of people are claiming like they're entrepreneurs and they're like 19 years old and they have no uh, track record of doing anything. But, you know, they'll, they'll say that I have a book and I have a platform and this and that. And, you know, you can't say that you're something when you have nothing to back it. And I think our generation has lost what the generations before us had as work ethic and skill wise, discipline and self-perseverance. But there are no educational courses in earlier development in school, like going into later junior high school years, high school years being the most crucial, because that's when a lot of us start maturing into adults. And we don't know anything. We don't know how to write a letter. We don't know how to uh, file a tax return. We don't know who to talk to about certain bank issues. We don't even know how to save $500 in our, our savings account anymore. No, that's that's completely true. Do you think, is it just does that responsibility just solely fall on the schools? Does it solely fall on the education system? Or is it also the responsibility of parents or guardians who are hopefully watching over us? Because I know that's also a privilege to have role models or even someone looking after you to begin with. Well, I mean, I think a lot of our parents that, that were successful or made it for themselves, they wanted it to give us a better life. And, and that's understandable. But 
you have to understand what they had to endure with their parents because it was a whole different regime and a different way of growing up. They had to work for it. Like their parents didn't like give them a platform. So with the platforms that were given, there still has to be some sort of level of struggle or some sort of uh, self-individual thought process to come to conclusions to make our own decisions in life, which we don't have. And the education system, like you said, you made a comment about it being outdated. And yeah, it's several, I, what is it, like a few hundred years old already? And like we still haven't even come up to the 21st century and what what's relevant anymore. Like, you know, with all this technology, you know, we're not learning this in lower grades. We're still doing math equations and algebraic evaluations that, you know, don't solve anything. And and you know what the funny thing is? When I looked at my friend's Wait, don't, don't, homework don't solve the other day. Don't solve anything in the sense where we're not applying those skills on a day-to-day basis as an adult unless you are an engineer or something? Yeah, to a degree. Um, but also, mm-hmm. yeah, the thing that I, I thought was hilarious, my friend's son's homework, they reinvented the way to do long division. And it's much more you complicated <laughs> now. Uh, well, when you do long division the way we used to do it where you would take the number – and then put it into each individual number that you're dividing into and then subtract. I do remember now, that. Yeah, now now they made it so complex where they actually deducted points off his exam for doing it the old school way, which was easier. Now it's done with multiplication. And I can't even explain it because to me, I can't even process that because as a kid, it's been so ingrained in my mind to do it the old way. I can't learn the new way. It makes no sense to me. But, you know... <laughs> You should start teaching like kids how to like, you know, my mom's generation, they had cooking classes to teach you how to cook for yourself, sewing classes to learn how to sew. There was a lot of hands-on blue-collared training in high school. Even if it's a class, you don't have to go out and pay someone to fix something, you know? Yeah. You could do it yourself. Yeah. I guess what is what? So I guess just skills essentially to just make sure that we're self-sufficient at the end of the day. And I mean, also going back to the long division, I don't know, I guess, what system that they were learning. They're probably also, I guess now, possibly just making it a little bit more difficult due to the fact that technology is at a point where everything is instant. So they do need to make these kids think just a little bit more or just be a little bit more critical with um, thoughts and ideas. Yeah, but you also have to take, in my opinion, into consideration... There's a time and a place like, you know, there's a certain amount of years in development that a child's brain has to go to for it to be the full extent and size and functioning level that it should be as an adult. You know, I think mm-hmm. after 21, you have a full size brain or 25 or something like that. It stops growing. But I mean, you can learn things doesn't mean that you're not going to learn anymore. It's just size wise. There's a certain cubic dimension that the brain grows to. Um, and the thing is that. Even, even there was a sign in front of a middle school near my house that says college for, for middle school kids. And I'm like, you're going to prepare these kids to go to college. But when they go to college, they're not even getting skills to get jobs. They're worse off than our parents. They're making less money. They don't know how to invest. They're basically spending their whole paycheck and expecting to survive like our parents did. At least with our parents, they weren't so smart on the investing aspect of it. You know, they may have bought a house and it appreciated a lot, 
But that's about it. You know, maybe a mutual fund. But, you know, nobody knows. They all complain about taxes and complex things with businesses and corporations. And that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, if you had the opportunity to avoid paying more taxes, you would take advantage of that. But a lot of people complain. They're not educated on it. As soon as they win some money or inherit it, it, they blow it on something. And then they say, oh, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I guess I'll just have to sock like, all my money into a 401k and hope by the time I retire that, you know, it beats inflation. I could live off it the rest of my life. But that's what I was saying that a lot of these things aren't really being taught in school that money management, you know, or learning how to do your taxes. But then I think even with, just to go back with when you mentioned the fact that people aren't learning, I guess like the development or the push to go to college right now or just that push at a young age but meanwhile it's just a little bit different than older generations i feel like older generations also had some forms of privilege in the sense where things were a little bit cheaper you know what i mean granted the way money has been moving it was cheaper to a certain degree but people were possibly still making a little bit more or being able to do more with their money and i think that's the difference yeah to a degree i agree that you know the value of the dollar has slipped away and we could thank you know the federal reserve and commercial banks with fractional banking and then also like all the debts that we have in our day and age like everything is financed today nobody owns anything like there's good debt and bad debt Good debt would be like mm-hmm. a piece of real estate that's going to go up in value that provides you with cash flow from rent, right? A bad debt would be like a credit card debt where you purchase something or a car that the minute you drive it off the lot, you lose 25%. So like buying a new car, it's basically a death sentence as soon as you sign your name. You lost 25%. And and then your payments every month and the interest on, on you know all the money that is going to bills and everything and inflation and you're not getting anything from the bank. You're getting like 0.01%. And if you have an online savings account, which I encourage people that don't like to take risk, even though it doesn't supplement inflation, but you can still get 2% in some banks online. The thing is people are scared really? because there's no, yeah, there's no, um, there's no physical building you go to. That's an online bank. Um, the one that I'm dealing with is Citizens Access. Uh, if anyone's interested, you could go online, look them up. They're FDIC insured. Um, they're they've been around, you know. And more banks are going the online routes because they don't want to have the overhead with brick and mortar buildings and all this, you know, light having to pay for that rent, so and so forth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait. So, tell me more about this online savings account that's giving you more money back that's important because i look at the amount of money my savings is accruing and i'm just like i got all this whether it's a lot or a little bit in the bank at this time and it's only making this much money what the fuck is good with that well the thing is you know i had a a decent amount of money saved up and you know i was trying to save up as much as i could i i could have been a lot more successful at this point in time you know i made a lot of stupid decisions and, you know, me being in my mid-20s now, I understand them. I'm glad I caught them now, not in my 30s. Of course. It's all about learning, though, and growth, growth and progression. That's all it's about, yeah. though. So that's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. You're, at least you realize that now. 
Yeah, I, I had someone that mentioned, it. actually my grandmother, uh, my uncle does the finances for her, and I noticed that she had an online bank, so I mentioned it to my uncle, who, you know, he did a lot of investing in stocks and stuff over the years, and he says, yeah, you know, at the bare minimum, you know, you should have like an online savings account, link it to your regular banking account, your checking for your brick and mortar, like a Chase, so in case you need to write a physical checkout, you could take care of that right away because with the online banking, there's, you know, regulations that they have like Regulation Z, which is a certain amount of transactions that can be done in the account for the month. And with a certain amount of balance that you keep in it, uh, the bank that I use, Citizens Access, is a, a minimum of $5,000 and they'll give you 2, 2%. Anything, you know, if it drops below 5, they drop the interest rate. But as soon as you get back up to 5000 in your accounts, they, they bring it back up to, to the um, the going rate. So if it's 2.1, you'll go up to 2.1. I'm up, I'm actually up, uh, what, one month into this account, I'm up 2.12%. So they raised that's me good. point Yeah, point one. That's more money than I ever made in Chase in the last 20 years I had a bank account, you know, since I was six yeah, years old. Yeah, that's you know? valid. So then is it, I mean, obviously the savings account, unless you have a lot of money, um, isn't the way to start relying on interest. What other ways do you recommend um, for people just to start making those correct decisions? If you aren't willing to take out, I guess at this point in your life, a first-time buyer's loan to put in on some property, or you are a little bit scared to invest in the stock market, how best can people go about it? I know you mentioned online bank is one is one venue, but like... Are there any other avenues that people could utilize in order to make their money work harder for them? Well, the first thing that I'm going to tell you about um, the first-time homeowner's loan, those type of loans, one thing that people don't understand is that there's something called PMI when you take it. And what PMI is, it's a private mortgage insurance that you have to take out because you're putting a very little amount of money down very very little some of them are like three or five percent you're putting down and this is just an extra expense now it wouldn't make sense if i got a single family home with a first-time homeowner loan because the interest that i'm paying into the loan plus pmi because pmi is only going to go away once you have a an interest in the property or asset up to 20 percent so you can need you to explain be what pmi is in. what does uh, that stand for it's private mortgage insurance and it's a policy gotcha. that you need to take out because you're putting so little money down on a house and the bank, you know, the banks, they're secure. Like they, they could always sell your loan off, but they want to be extra secure. Like the banks do something called fractional banking. Okay. Mm-hmm. And with fractional banking and a lot of people don't notice they're loaning out more money than they actually have. So if you give the bank, okay let's say $1,000, right? And they're giving you 0.01%. They'll loan up to 10 times that. They'll, they'll loan up to 10,000 even though they don't have it. And they'll charge me a higher interest rate to cover the interest rate they're paying you out and then loan the interest that they accrued from me to somebody else for more money and then ask the Fed for more money to lend because their spreadsheets show that they're covering their debts. It's the same thing with real estate investing. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yes. So when you invest, and this is my point because you asked what I would say to invest is to anybody, the stock market, is it, it, it's not my game. 
You know, like I, I'm not really into it because it, it's sort of like a rich man's gamble to me. Like you can make money, but it's very unpredictable. And you just yeah. own the piece of stock that you have. Like there's very little tax benefits. You know, you know, you're paying a lot of capital gains and all this stuff. And everyone's like, well, the compounding interest. Yeah, you should have a small account. But real estate's the way to go long term. You know, I, I would buy a, a small multiple family building you know mm -hmm. to start off like a like a you could get a duplex a triplex a fourplex anything above four is considered commercial real estate it's a whole nother ball game but you start out with something small at least two to three units and what you do is you utilize the rent to pay your mortgage so the income coming in from your job will now be utilized for your next investment and then there's plenty of tax benefits you could do. So yeah, you know. And I feel like this is what not, this is. These are conversations that should also these conversations should be had in schools as well for people to sort of come together, put their money together, and essentially save up and being able to just reinvest not only that money but that time back into themselves. And I feel like these are the lacking conversations that um I was speaking about earlier that are just not happening. It's kind of just like people who have XYZ amount of money, and I mean those who are in the upper middle class, even some who are in the middle class, and of course the, the wealthiest people in this country, they're already privy to all this information, you know? So it's just kind of just like those in the middle class, lower middle class, or even those who are facing some levels of poverty, why aren't these conversations being had with them? It, it, it's the same concept where... Um... You ever hear the saying where, like, when you have a negative thought, once you accept it, it's it's going to be a reality? You ever hear that? Like, if you have, like, a negative thought and you think it's going to come true and it comes true and you're like, oh, shit, like, how did this happen? It's the same concept. Because you manifested when, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, the same thing of lo the law of attraction. Like, we're told as kids that we could be anything that we want to be. All right? Okay. And, and, and in all reality... There are certain things that there's limitations to. There's only a certain amount of people that could be an astronaut. It's just, you know, the physique of the person and the genetics. You know, certain people have disorders. They won't be able to do it, blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, financially, you're told you could be anything you want. You want to be a teacher, firefighter. You want to be, you know, uh, construction. You want to do this, do that. Everyone wants to be what they want to be, right? And then once mm -hmm. you get to high school, that whole pushing you in a direction better than what your parents did gets thrown out the window. They try to push you in an avenue that they're comfortable with and they start like... Who? Who is? Our, who's, who's there? Well, anyone that has an influence on our decision-making. So whether it's parents, gotcha. an older sibling, a family member, a friend, someone we look up to, we're gonna they're going to get influenced by these older people because they have experience and we look up to them, you know? And they'll mm -hmm. start to give you a negative connotation to the views that you were taught your whole life, that you could be whatever you want. So they'll push you down an avenue that is similar or relatively similar to the ones they take, give or take maybe less or worse or give or take a little bit better. And they'll, you know, they'll compliment you on it and say that you're doing a good job, but you're doing not much better than them. You'll be in the same position complaining about the same things with no results and the truth of the matter is that if you would have stuck with that mindset that you were taught as a kid, you would have gotten further because as a kid, 
That's why kids are like sponges. They develop so much because they don't put negative thoughts or consequences or things in reality. That they're just not, they're not boxed in. Yeah, they think out the box. And me and my boy were talking about this the other day. There's a lot of unlearning that we have to do as we continuously get older. You know, because like you were saying before, once you reach that high school, college age, there's all of a sudden a lot of these social norms that are now put on you. There's a lot of things in society that people are, you know, taking away that message saying that, okay, now I don't know if you can actually be anything in a war. I think that you should actually do something more along of the lines like this. Um, so just that unlearning process, even though uh, we're speaking about the fact that what should be taught in school, it's interesting how they're boxing us in. And I know you said that it could be guardians or parents who are doing that as well, but there, there just has to be something within society that's playing a huge and major role. And if kids weren't taught that they can be anything, wouldn't that also be a detriment to their imagination and to that growth? So is, isn't it responsible on our end to make that message known, but as you get older, to be more realistic? Well, here's the I, thing. I, I see both sides. Mm -hmm. Back to the school thing. Um, when you look at our parents, when they got a college degree, there was less people that got one. And If they got one, yeah. Yeah. So, and there were plenty of successful people. Yeah, the dollar was more powerful, whatever. We could go to a whole conversation with that. But when, when you have less of something, it's worth more. It's more rare. There's more specialty in the skill you possess. There's more demand for that one particular group of people to do the work that's necessary to get a job done. So if there was like, in an economy, if there was like a million different plants that we needed... It would, but they all did the same thing, right? Let's say they all did the same thing for medicine or whatever. It would be worth less. So sort of like now everyone's getting the same type of college degree with no specialty involved. And technologies mm -hmm. are coming in and replacing people doing the other jobs, making it harder. It's making the jobs more of a demand than the actual skills we possess for the jobs. And then gotcha. with all the negative, yeah, and with all the negative connotation, and, and, and lack of self-discipline because we've made a society of instant gratification. These people do not want to work. They, you know, we have great technology. Phones are amazing. We have basically the encyclopedia in our hands. That is unbelievable. We have the generation with the most information, but we will not use it to progress as a society. And it's also putting us at danger too, because we're losing our freedoms. Like, all these things in Snapchat and that with the filters and faces and stuff, that's artificial intelligence for facial recognition that the government's testing on us, getting us used to it so they can implement it into different security projects that are going to be implemented in airports and different things and federal buildings that I heard in the documentary them talking about it. And I was like, wow, this is like a sci-fi movie, you know? <laughs> for when when technology comes up do you have snapchat or instagram or any of those social media outlets i did and then you know what i did with them i deleted them i got rid of why'd you delete them was it because I mean, of the they, paranoia with what the government may or may not be doing well besides that i think there's a lot of drama distractions like i watched um i think it was a buddhist 
um, on YouTube earlier. It was um, a video that somebody sent me, and um, and it was a very positive video. It was explaining how like our time is the most valuable thing that we have. And the energy we have is being depleted on a lot of negative things. And that's why we can't do the positive things in our life. And and I saw it as a negative thing because now I have to give up more of my energy to something that is meaningless and taking more time away from me to progress to the goals that I want to achieve. So I got rid of everything. You know, the only thing that's really on these sites is women that, that don't really have respect for themselves because a lot of them are just so, so, so into themselves that like it, it really puts it in question like like who they see themselves as an individual like they have to but express themselves you know like to a point where they're, att- they're the only object of attention i'm saying that's not a bad thing but, but i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that it's not that they don't have a respect for themselves i just feel like everyone is different i don't think we can categorize that to just strictly women you know because men are doing no, the same thing. people still... in general are yeah, yeah. people in general are essentially I wouldn't say it's a lack of self-respect or anything. I just feel like people are just yeah. doing what makes them happy or what they perceive will make them happy down the line. Well, the one thing that I, I think social media, and, and, and I retract it just being women, it, it's men too. And, and I find that, you know, when men were men, like back in the day, like they didn't really talk about things. They just did things. And that's how they achieved greatness. They just concentrated on their time they were able to manipulate their energy in positive form and that's why you know our country became like with all these industries that were popping up because guys were creating businesses and women were creating businesses they they took their attention and focus and put it towards ideas and 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 different categories and created jobs and trying and trying to innovate right yeah and 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 the thing about social media like you know people are 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 using it and yeah that's fine but you're you're putting your whole life story up online and and it it can be very dangerous you know it could you know you you some of the closest people to you could be your worst enemy you don't even know it and and this is all public information and it's saved in the cloud so once your thought in your head is put on paper or put on in in a social media outlet it will always be there like you know when if, if you become someone important you know, it could come back to bite you in the ass. Something you said like, oh yeah, 20, yeah. <laughs> all, I mean, all the presidents, all the presidents from our generation. It's gonna be cr- election time is gonna be crazy because everyone's gonna just be pulling up old Facebook photos, Snapchat videos, yeah. Instagram posts. That's gonna be an yeah. interesting time. But I think that focuses and stuff have also changed due to the rise in technology and due to the fact that. Not only do we have encyclopedias in our hand and we have the most access to information than any other generation, I also do feel like it's easier to be distracted, though. And that could be a good or a bad thing. And I think that with social media, it is good to utilize it sometimes as a form of escape. You know, it's good to see what else is out there in the world. But on the flip side, I think there definitely does need to be conversations. And this goes back into just the way um, I feel like education hopefully gets to a point where they're keeping up with the times where there needs to be curriculums letting people know like, hey, with social media, a lot of people are just posting their highlights. A lot of people are making it seem like everything is just peaches and cream. So really just take everything with a grain of salt because – on social media, you see 
what I want you to see. I yeah. determine what aspects of my life I want to give out to the world, you know? But there's certain people, and I was definitely one of those people at a time, would just look at everyone's socials and just be like, damn, they're really living like that, or damn, they only seem to just have win after win after win. And then it came to a realization where it's just like, wow, who would post anything but their highlights? So I think it's just yeah. it's, it's a bigger conversation that needs to be had for sure. Listen, I mean, I look at it like this. You got guys that, you know, try to be gangsta on social media and they 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 snitch on themselves basically and mm-hmm. it's the funniest thing in the world. And then there's there's other guys <laughs> Yeah, then there's other guys that, you know, they're posting that people are just telling themselves. People are just telling yeah. themselves straight up, you're right. And they're also they they're posting stuff about them being with other girls and then their significant other or whatever finds out and they put themselves in hot water and you get yourself jammed up and it's not just women you know look everybody wants to feel good everyone wants to look good but i really personally don't care and i'm sure you don't either that some guy like brushed his teeth with like a a special toothpaste and his teeth are so (laughs) white that like they can reflect (laughs) off a mirror and like cause the radius of like an atom to split i mean come on man i just I, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, like I, and then there's people that all they post is about their kids. I get it. It's the joy of your world. <laughs> you know, you love your kids, but like not everybody yeah. wants to hear about that. Like, great. Yeah. Kids, they're great. <laughs> Everybody's kids are the best to them. But like, chill out. Right. Like, you know, like post something that could help someone instead. You know, you got a lot of things in our society that need help. If someone posted something that would help someone's life out, then I could I could retract that statement. And and I don't mean like these self-help gurus that are full of shit. There's plenty of them. I won't mention names, you know, because then I might get sued. But um, <laughs> there's plenty of them that try to sell you a platform, an easy self-gratification. And if you read psychology books, the way that the human mind is designed is if there's an instant pleasure – the brain will attract you to press that button. You will be attracted to take the easy way out. And this is what kids are doing today when it comes to working hard. They press that easy button and then we get addicted to being fed. Literally, we, we make ourselves addicted to the instant gratifications. And, and that could go into so many different aspects of life. You know, I mean, from future episodes, like if when I get a chance to talk to you and, and other people on the show, like... It, that's a rabbit hole that if you jump down, man, it, it's unbelievable because it all leads back to self-development and discipline. To those who left, I'm talking Malcolm Coltrane, my man Youssef, through death, through conception, new breath and resurrection, for arms, new steps in a direction, in the right way, told inside is where the fight lay, and everything a nigga do may not be what he might say, Chicago nights stay, stay on the mind, but I write many lives, they lay on these lines, wait the signs of the times, many say the grind's on the mind, shorty's blinded out and everyone wanna rhyme, push pushing lies, killers immortalized, we 
got arms but won't reach for the skies Waiting for the Lord to rise I look into my daughter's eyes And realize I'ma learn through her The Messiah might even return through her If I'ma do it, I gotta change the world through her Furs in the bands, gramps wanting them Demons and old friends, pops, they haunting them The chosen one from the land of the frozen sun With drunk nights can remember more than sober ones Walk like warriors, we were never told to run Explore the world to return to where my soul begun Never looking back or too far in front of me The present is a gift and I just wanna be Be, be, be